Yosh, you can you hear me, man? Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I sure can. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Let me see if I can turn it. Let me if I can take that down just a touch. Yeah. All right. All right, then. Nice right, to uh, <laughs> audibly meet you, I guess. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, how's your day going, man? You, you on set or what, what you doing? Uh, no, I'm just uh, in, in the office working. Cool. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. Well, for people that uh, are joining us here, uh, what, what do you do exactly? And I believe you're in visual effects. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm a visual effects artist. Um, I guess technically now I'm an uh, environment designer, I guess you would call it. But uh, my official title in most places I've been is I'm a generalist, meaning kind of a jack of all trades, if you will, Very in cool. the visual effects industry. Very cool. And you've worked on the rise of Skywalker. I believe you were the main generalist, I believe, on that, right? Uh, no, no, not the main. No, the there's, the main. there's a few of us. Yes, um, I was a senior generalist, but there's a, there's more than one of us. Okay. And what what kind of stuff did what were you responsible in the uh, in that in that particular movie? Like, was it some of the stuff you were responsible in? That? Um, my official my assigned task for that movie was the Death Star ruins. That was a primary one. Oh, sweet. Uh, a few shots that I split with. Um, some of the other artists, another friend of mine worked on the, the other sections of it, but that was pretty much what we did. And uh, you, know, you, couldn't, you couldn't ask for a better test than that. That's pretty awesome, man. Like the old uh, ruins of the stuff from Return of the Jedi when they crashed it on the, uh, the planet. That's the one. That's very cool. I was noticing in your IMDb, you, you worked on a project, I believe this year, via visual effects for a thing called Adventures in Game Chasing. What exactly is that? Oh, that's... um. That's a, a a few guys that they run a YouTube channel called okay. The Game Chasers. And ah, okay, okay. Yeah, we have some mutual friends, and you know, I was referred, and I, I liked what they were doing, and you know, I, I support indie filmmakers a lot. And normally, indie filmmakers wouldn't be able to have access to certain levels of visual effects or things like that without spending an exorbitant amount of money. So I, right. you know, I figured, why not? They, they, some people deserve to have their film made. So I decided, you know, why not help them out? We share similar interests. That's very cool. That's very, very, very cool. And you've also worked on, I mean, this is a long list of stuff here I was going over earlier. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi series just wrapped up. Uh, what, what exactly did you see? You did a few episodes of that, I believe, as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I helped out with a few environments there uh, when the, in the first episode, primarily, uh, because I was helping on that very briefly. So uh, I helped out with Anchorhead. Uh, okay. As well as uh, as well as some of the initial scenes where they uh, the Inquisitors land, okay, yeah, and, and helped out with some of the environment during the rooftop chase scene. That's um, very cool. Yeah. The, uh, did you get to see, or were you there when they do these? Uh, what they call these uh, four OLED LED wall technology, which was replacing kind of the next gen for green screen. Oh, I, I have seen them before, but I was not there on set for for these uh these projects uh, unfortunately it's, it's very for me personally it's very rare for me to be you know on set for these things you know, right. a lot of very cool much more important people than me there it's all good the uh i noticed that you also worked on a series that they just got their season three now uh, you, did you did some work on the orville i believe it was correct yes that is correct i worked on season one where i was um i pretty much helped build uh, the San Francisco you see in the first episode, as well as the little commuter pod that 
Seth MacFarlane drives. Oh, wow. How was that? Did you get to meet him or get to see any of those guys? Uh, unfortunately not. <laughs> it's, I, I have to go to conventions, you know, just like everybody else and stand in line. So it yeah, is what I it is. I understand that. He's done so much like with, you know, family oh, yeah. guy and, and this new series is amazing. Uh, you, I noticed also kind of flipping the coin, you got the Orville, which kind of he homaged from kind of like the Star Trek universe. You worked on Star Trek, I believe as well, right? Yes, that's correct. And you, uh, which one was that? Uh, back, uh, back in when I first started, I, I briefly helped out with, uh, into darkness, but I didn't really, I wouldn't say I worked on it too much. Okay. Um, but I did work on a star Wars, a star Trek, uh, fan film. Really? What film, I guess that? you could call it a uh, star Trek renegades. Okay. Yeah. That's it was directed by Tim, Tim Russ. Tim Russ. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very cool guy. Very, very cool guy. We actually worked yeah. with him on a project out in Louisiana. It was not sci-fi. It was called, it's a Knights Templar thing called the, uh, Tenant Noctis, he directed. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, I met him quite a few times, and I, I, you know, very, very briefly, but I have, you know, kind of, I guess you could say, stayed in contact, but not much. Right. Um, He's an interesting character. He's doing stuff, I believe, with NASA now, with telescopes or something like that. Oh yeah, he's uh he's kind of one of those, be everywhere, do everything kind of guys. Right. Right. You've done some stuff too, I believe, with uh, another popular iconic series, The Walking Dead. You seem like you've done a lot of stuff with that. What kind of stuff were you involved in? In the kind of the so with The Walking Dead, it was a lot of set extensions, um, okay. digital zombies, a, a lot, a ton of weapons and limbs, heads. Oh, yeah, nice. You know, you know, the, <laughs> the more zombie parts, if you will, because I'm sure they don't want the stunt performers and whatnot being chopped to bits. Right, 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 right. <laughs> And they've got the, uh, I believe they they just wrapped the last season, I believe, correct? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I kind of stopped following the show just because when I started working on it, seeing the spoilers. Yeah, there's so many. It's, almost, it's, it's a peek behind the curtain, you know, and it's like, right. ah, I already know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's fun. Now, you speaking of uh, you know the the uh, the other flip of the coin, not, not so much sci-fi. You worked on NCS New Orleans with uh, the show that was starred with Scott Bakula. What was that? What was that like? Um, so, because I'm a generalist, I I, I I work on a lot of random shows that I'm going to be honest. Most of them I don't even remember. It's just like, hey, we need you to help with this real quick. So, NCIS, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, I did um, Dead Bodies, basically. Okay. So they have an actor laying on, you know, the, the operating table or in a in a very cool what is it, in a morgue or something like that, and they're breathing. Mm -hmm. So the, especially if the scene, you know, holds on the shot for a long time, you can't have them breathing. And right. for some scenes where the camera's moving around and rotating and stuff, I, I build, you know, basically a a 3D torso. And oh, wow. I, I, you know, I texture and all that to match the actor so that we basically replace their torso or from the neck down with a CG body so that they don't breathe. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's crazy. I didn't even know they even did that. Wow. Now, you've done a lot of work here when I was looking through your stuff at, uh, with Marvel and including some of the television series. Can you talk about some of the stuff you've done with that as a recent and in days past? Uh, yeah. The most recent project I worked on was, uh, I think, Hawkeye. Oh, nice. Uh, I worked on Hawkeye. Uh, helped out with environments there. I, I helped build some, uh, some trucks, some green trucks. If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. Right, right, right. Uh, so I was mostly focused on, sorry, I was mostly focused on the, um, the Times Square, you know, and oh, the ice rink that, that was like kind of the area that I was working on a lot as well as I, uh, the, I think it might be the opening scene of the pilot episode. 
okay, the, yeah. the recreation of the uh, the scene from Avengers. Right, the main, the so, big scene. Yeah. The first, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I helped out with that scene a bit with some, you know, some set work because obviously we have to make it match the movie. So. Of course, of course. Now you've done a lot of work with not just Marvel but Star Wars. I gotta ask, man, with with Comic Con coming up in like a week. And they've uh, Marvel's about they're having a, they're coming back to uh, I guess Hall H down there with a bunch of big announcements. Uh, what are you looking forward to uh, from that? Uh, anything you're particularly wanting? There maybe some superhero shows you may be uh, looking to see some information about or movies even. Um, I'm probably biased, but if they have a Shang Chi too, I'm all about it. So nice, nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I know they were doing a lot of stuff there. They wrapped up their uh, last kind of batch of MCU. Was it phase four or five? I forget, but uh, well, you know, the Iron Man died, of course, full alert. And then they had uh, the new was the Thor Love and Thunder. That was kind of their their last. And then I guess they're starting to do their next phase, I guess, believe right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be honest, uh, I since I don't work with them anymore and yeah. I've been so busy. I haven't been able to follow what's coming, you know, like what's, yeah, what's there's on so the much. There's just so much stuff with uh, the Marvel. Um, I'm looking forward to that. The uh, are you more of a Star Wars guy or Star Trek guy? What, what would you have to uh, go with with those? I know you've done work on both. If I had to say, if I had to absolutely pick, I'd probably say Star Wars. Nice, but I it might be because I got my Star Trek fix. You know, like I got to be I, I got to be in a movie with Tim Russ. You know, like right, of course, face to face with him. Even if it was I was just an extra for two seconds, but still, you know, like that's right. That's that's can't really beat that, you know, in Very terms cool. of uh, being a, a Trek fan. Of course. So I guess from there I went over to, to I guess I'm trying to match it, which will never happen. Like the odds of me actually being in something Star Wars related is like slim to none. <laughs> Understandable. The uh, the the show for Renegades, I believe you've done some work on one of the actors in that was uh, Manu Inte Raimi. He's working on a project now, and I think you've done some work on that as well, right? Uh, yeah, I helped him out early. Um, I, I don't know where it's at right now. I know they, I think they shifted direction and, and art direction and changing. They, they might be changing from CG to practical. I'm not really sure, but I, I, I signed on when I signed on to uh, Obi-Wan and Hawkeye, obviously I wasn't able to contribute at the time that, you know, right. would have been necessary to help him out. But uh, yeah, he, he's, I've, I've known him for a while. He, he officiated my wedding. Oh wow, that's awesome! I didn't know that. Man. Is he, is yeah, he we, a, uh, yeah, we've known each other for, for years. Wow, that's wild! Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, actually, I was talking with him earlier today. He may come uh, down to Comic Con. Now we're going to be down there on uh, July twentieth to the twenty fourth down there at the the convention center. Man, I'm really looking you know forward what? to I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was a mutual connection that 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 got put us in contact, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, down there on the set of his uh, thing the other day. He's doing like the the uh, the pilot or the first beginnings of it. That was mm -hmm. amazing. I know he's kind of got everything under wraps. Can't really talk too much about it. But for fans of science fiction and all, and that fandom in general, that's gonna be a real treat. It was a real treat down there to see all that man. They did a lot of uh, you know a lot of stuff that you probably are familiar with, like green screens and all kind of you know visual stuff. Uh, there is you're right. There is some practical effects in that. Can't really get into too much details, but there's some great practical effects in that. Have you worked a lot with practical effects blended with um, CGI? Like you said, you did the body with the uh, CGI body or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 more common than people think. Um, yeah. I'd say the majority of my work that I don't put is is stuff you don't see in my demo reel. 
and right. it's stuff that nobody would ever guess is CG because, I mean, why would it be? But it's, right. it's a lot of little things like, oh, hey, this building needs to be bigger or, you know, we need this street to be longer. Little things like that that just add up over time. You know, like like I mentioned, the uh, the torso breathing. Right. So for me, obviously, it, it kind of hurts sometimes when people go, oh, you know, CG looks fake. I can always tell. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. It's right. It's it's easier to pick out when it's something you know for a fact doesn't exist. Right, right. You know what but I mean? What, like a dragon flying by, you're like, oh, that dragon yeah. looks so big. It's like, well, yeah, there's no real dragons. What's your reference? Right, right. And well, you have you have some upcoming projects, I believe. One of them you said you really couldn't talk about, but you're working on something called Invincible now too, right? Yes, it's an animated uh, series on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. I am a huge fan, so... After I saw season one, I binged season one, and I, I just asked like, how how do I get on this show? I, I need to get on this show. Like this is amazing. And yeah, luckily, amazing. I knew some people who knew some people, and now I work on the show. So <laughs> everything totally worked awesome. out. Are you going to be down there at Comic Con? Are you going to be involved in any of that this weekend? Coming up in a week or? Uh, unfortunately, not. I'm going to be out of town, um, okay. so I will not be there. But I'll be there in spirit. You'll be there in spirit with the force. <laughs> nice. I love it. Awesome. The um, I gotta ask. I noticed on your Twitter, one of your tweets, you had mentioned that you collect stuff. Look, like, like you collect like video games. I know, like pop culture has so much stuff they're gonna have, especially at Comic Con, that are collectibles and everything from Funko Pops to you know high end statues, maquettes, cinema, all that stuff. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm like most people nowadays can admit, you know, openly. I'm a, I'm a big geek. I grew up, you know, watching Trek and Star Wars and. You know, Battlestar. I, I, I Battlestar. I didn't even get in until until years later, and I, that was right. a sleeper for me. I I was sleeping on that one. Now but, Battlestar, it's awesome. Yeah. So so I, I've always been into collectibles, like like most people that are into sci-fi. You know, yeah, I want a scale model of the uh, USS Enterprise. Why wouldn't I? Of course, I want right. a scale <laughs> model of the X-wing. Why wouldn't I? You know. Right. Yeah, I want a replica of the Infinity Gauntlet. Of course, I want <laughs> that. So. For me, as an artist, you know, I, I, I realized I was able to take it a step further and say, I want to collect credits. I want to collect film credits and crew jackets. And right. in my closet now, I have like, oh, The Walking Dead VFX crew, Star Wars, you know, VFX crew, Star Trek VFX crew. And I'm like, yeah, that's like my new, I don't want to say hobby because it sounds weird, but my new, I guess, dragon that I'm chasing, yeah. trying to catch. Right. That's totally awesome, man. That's totally awesome. Wow. So you, you you worked on a lot of sci-fi too. I gotta ask, like as growing up, you mentioned like you know Star Trek and Star Wars. What, what's some of your favorite television series from like like the, the kind of the nineties X era? I guess. Uh, I, I know I'm kind of an oddball in this one. I I, re I didn't realize till later that I'm an anomaly, but I really liked Star Trek Voyager growing up. Yeah, that's a great I, I was too. a big fan of Voyager, and I think it was also I was a big fan of like Lieutenant Harry Kim. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about uh, uh, Garrett Wong, yeah. Yes, and so I actually, um, you know, I, I didn't speak to him, speak to him, but, you know, we chatted briefly on, like, Twitter and social media, and then I'm trying to hide it, and I'm, like, geeking out, and, like, oh, my God, I'm talking to Garrett Wong, you know, so. That's pretty dope, though, dude. He, he, uh, his character, they, they always joke that he never got promoted. Yeah, that's. I always found that funny. I mean, that's an ongoing joke, right? So, right. well, technically, the alternate universe, he became a captain or something like when, what well, was not, he was a, uh, uh, he, in the one where, um, well, they had the time travel back, uh, timeless when they crashed the Voyager and then the time travel back. 
and uh, the the Voyager was under the ice, and they had to go back. Uh, he was uh, I don't know if he was promoted then, but they had a Captain Jordy LaForge, which was pretty dope. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a good. That was one of the best episodes ever, in my opinion. They uh, was a very interesting episode because they go back, I believe, and there's like a tricorder that has a recording of him from the alternate timeline to himself. Yeah, I. I... I I love the series. Is he and he was just such a great character. I mean, even though he you know fell in love with like everyone, but <laughs> he's kind of like the Riker or the uh, Captain Kirk of the the Voyager uh, era. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but for me, it was not not not, not to make this anything more than it is. But you right. know, I, I I was you know being an Asian American kid growing up in Texas, I, I kind of stuck out <laughs> in my neighborhood. I, I, got I, I, I'm, I live in the the, uh, the San Antonio, and I've been in Laredo too, and I and I. A lot of you've got a lot of Latina down there, uh, Latinos. I'm kind of one of the only white people down in that area as well. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so for me, watching you know Lieutenant Harry Kim, right? You know, I mean, not to sound you know not to put this in a vulgar way, but for him to like be be hooking up with all these different like alien girls, and I'm like, wow, this this guy's like killing it, like. Yeah, he's a not chance. even a captain either, or, or a uh, yeah. commander. <laughs> There's a chance, you know, because before before Lieutenant Harry Kim, for me, it was like, oh, as an Asian dude, if I want to date anyone outside my race, I guess I got to be like Bruce Lee. Right, you got to right. be the most awesome dude in history. <laughs> yeah, he was like the one punch. Uh, was the one he did was the uh, the one inch punch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I always liked it when him and uh, was it uh, Tom Paris. Uh, uh, Oh name? yes, the Captain they, Proton. They have their podcast now. I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh I've, I've seen it. It's on uh, Twitter. They have a Twitter for it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, that that's kind of why I reached out to them. I was hoping to, you know, like, hey, you guys need some artwork or something for your podcast. But they, you know, they already had an established look, so unfortunately, yeah. they didn't need one. But I tell eh. you, what's cool is uh, there's a. Uh, the uh, the Federation. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's one of the uh, longest uh, organizations uh, endorsed by the late Gene Roddenberry for Star Trek fandom. Uh, they have um, one of my I have two buddies. One is uh, his buddy. His name's Russ. He runs the Federation as like the the head commander. Another buddy's named Randolph. Uh, he actually is with the vice admiral. But they have the longest fan club uh, running. I believe one of the longest running fan clubs for Star Trek. But they have a radio uh, thing now. It's um. It was Odyssey Radio, but uh, now uh, I think Sirach Lofton, who was in Deep Space Nine as Cisco's son, and some of the actors from the X Files, and then they all have like podcasts on this network now. And what is it called? It's it was Odyssey Radio, but now I think it's called something Space. Well, I can tell you, Aaron, I can send you a link to it, but uh, they re- redone it. But um, the Federation is the one that kind of runs it, and it's on FM radio. It goes on iHeart. The iHeartRadio for FM, and it's amazing. They've got some amazing, and a lot of the people on their program are like people that were on like Ancient Aliens. This one guy has a really good, um, uh, maybe Coast to Coast, I believe. But then you've got one that's, um, you know, the X Files guy, uh, Dean Hagelin. They've got a show on there. Uh, they have one that's kind of themed. It used to have Aaron Eisenberg who played Nog in Deep Space Nine, who passed away. Uh, yeah. he, he had a show on there, but uh, Sirach Lofton and his buddy still. Um, take on the mantle for that and there's some great original it's kind of call it like professional geek radio or something like that mm. very interesting uh very interesting stuff yeah for sure i was going to ask you um you've been doing all this uh all these like visual effects for a while now what is what do you what do you enjoy like what software programs do you use the most first off 
And the second is, what do you enjoy about, the, you know, all this technology now with like social media and everything being able to be, you know, so widely spread across the board? Um, to be honest, it's it's hard to say. I, I guess I personally use 3D Studio Max. Okay. It, it, I, I would say that's probably my favorite just because I'm the most comfortable in it. I, I've logged the most hours in it. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm open to, you know, whatever works. It's, it's. I feel like every time I work on a new project, I learn at least one new program. And mm -hmm. that's kind of just the way it is, you know. And I, I used to look at it as as something difficult. Mm. Like, oh, man, I got to learn a whole new program. But then I try to re, I guess, almost rewire the way I think in the sense that, oh, you know what? Uh, I play video games. Just think of it as learning the rules to a new video game because the fundamentals are always the same. The, the goals are the same. Right. Right, and uh, yeah, so you know, a, a broad range. I use ZBrush, um, Nuke. Okay. Um, let's see. I have used Maya. So just just kind of a broad range, just whatever whatever works, whatever the studio is using at the time. I try to use what they use just to stick to their pipeline. Gotcha. Have you worked with anything with? Um, I know they've got a cutting edge trend now with virtual reality and augmented reality. Have you dabbled in any of that? Or yeah, I'm. I actually worked in unreal as well as unity okay. um as far as vr i, I worked on a, a project called a uh, i think it's called pathways to mars or cycling pathways to mars with buzz Ooh. aldrin so, oh i know what you're talking about the one that buzz was promoting a few years ago yeah so i i i helped uh, build and i helped build and partially design the the cycler which is oh, weird because wow. i'm a visual effects artist they had the basic you know shapes already obviously i'm not an engineer so, but I got to kind of design within their parameters. Mm. Um, so it was the, the main cycler was split between me and another artist. And then I got to design his little, um, I don't want to say design. It was already, a lot of it was already there, but I got to refine his and, and put my own touches on his little hologram platform that he stands on. Right, right. Oh, so, <clears throat> so yeah. Interact I, with I, him I, at all? Or I'm sorry, what was that? I said, you get to interact with him at all or anything like that? No, unfortunately not. Yeah, that's really cool. He's an interesting character for sure. I was watching, I actually got one of his books that's based on Mars. Um, but he gave me a book of his. It's like uh kind of like his vision of the Mars, uh, the whole Mar Mars thing, you know. I gotta ask if you since you've been involved in stuff with that, what's your thoughts on like all the space stuff going on now with like you know, you've got SpaceX and I'm going back to the moon with the Artemis program and the Orion project. You've got all what, what's your oh, thoughts I'm, on that? I'm one hundred percent on board nice i think it's nice to see you know the uh the cream of the crop of of, of our species you know right. rising to the challenge if you will right, so sure. it's, it's pretty awesome you know it, it's inspirational you know that's actually ironically my daughter's name is artemis so oh wow so i mean i'm i'm 100 on board very very cool yeah a buddy of mine he actually um a good friend of mine works on <laughs> guidance systems for the Orion capsule, and he's been working on that up there. At, uh, they're going to think just took it off the platform for Cape Canaveral. They're getting ready. Possibly they just had the, uh, we call it, wet dress rehearsal, and then they're going to do the launch perhaps in late August, early September, he said. So uh, for Artemis 1. And I think after that, they're going to eventually get a crude module. Then you know, Artemis 2, 3, and I think maybe 4, don't quote me on this, is going to go to the moon. I'm like, why are you telling me all this stuff? I'm like, Wow. Uh, that's amazing. It's, yeah, it's it's a lot to look forward to.
For sure. And then you could use the moon. You can bounce off of that and you know, build you a, what's that show for all mankind where they have the lunar base and all that jazz. Uh, uh, hopefully I can, uh, you know, make it into space before I die. You know, hopefully in the future they have one of those like, oh, yeah, take a tour in space for well, you X got, amount of money. That's not ridiculous. Yeah, you've got some stuff. You got William Shatner going up there at 90, 91 years old up in the Bezos thing. Never know what's going to happen in the future with a stepping stone from that. You've got, was it uh, suborbital with Branson with the uh, Virgin Galactic? And you've got, I'm sure Elon will come up with something one of these days to, to hang out, like a hangout club up there in space where he can have a drink and, just enjoy, you know, you know, maybe there's some kind of holograms or something. <laughs> like a holodeck. Yeah, like a holodeck or something like that. You, know, you put in some VR glasses and walk around and buzz Aldrin's Mars thing. I don't know. <laughs> I always told myself if I lived in the Star Trek universe and I had my own ship, I'd have a holographic security crew. Oh, that'd be dope. But that's the coolest thing about that show because the EMH played by Robert Ricardo, he could actually walk off the ship. And the other ones, they couldn't walk off the, the holodeck. Yeah, I mean, why not have a holographic security crew that has a highly, you know, like a black box basically as their hollow emitter that is right. hard to destroy? Man, I mean, that's I don't think any sci-fi's even done that that I know of. That, that's really interesting. Yeah, because the first time I saw on Star Trek when they're like, "Oh, disable safety protocols," I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> why? Why is this not a thing? Why is this not your security team on right. command?" You know, he's got like Picard and uh, was it a uh, first contact disables the safety protocols of the holodeck when the board come in and has the Tommy yeah, gun, yeah, the Tommy gun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's my thought. I'm like, if you could put holly emitters on every deck, I would think this would be the most efficient security system for sure. For sure, have you seen Picard? Any of the Picards? Uh, I haven't, there? I haven't had a chance. Yeah, there's some there without spoiling it, there's some holodeck goodness on there, um, on the uh, his ship, uh, yeah, the Serena, yeah. I have to get a what is it a Paramount Plus right? Uh yeah. Oh yeah, they have it on Blu-ray though too, and uh, DVD, oh, Blu-ray, okay. and all that. Yeah. So yeah, check out Paramount it, Plus. Then. It's all going back to how it was, just like the Dish Network days, except now it's streaming. Yeah, everything's going back to physical. I mean, they're flip flopping around. That's the thing. There's something like I ask you a question. So like. For physical media, you know, it's kind of like this retro stuff now where people want vinyl records or they want, you know, actual video game cartridges. Uh, mm -hmm. What are your, because you worked on the Game Chasers movie. What, what do you think about that kind of stuff, like having physical media? Um, I think there is obviously a benefit and downside to both. Yeah. You know, uh, physical media, you have the benefit of obviously you always have it the way it is that you bought it. Right. It's not going to get changed. It's not going to get deleted. They're not going to take it offline. You know, that, that you have it forever as long as you preserve it. But the downside, obviously, is that it is a physical piece of media that can be damaged, can be destroyed, and can be lost. Right. So, you know, I, I do think the way they're going about it nowadays with movies is beneficial. You can buy it digitally if you want. Or if you go buy the physical copy, they give you a digital copy as well. So you get both. Why not? You know, and I'm, sure. kind of, I'm kind of on board with that because... I'm a big physical collector. I have a huge movie collection, video game collection. <laughs> and uh, I remember during during the quarantine, you know, during lockdown when when it was really bad, uh, my wife and my roommate, you know, they were teasing me so much about my collection until there was a day when the internet shut down for Ooh. two days, and all of a sudden I look at them like my movies don't look so stupid now, do they? <laughs> Wow, that's that's good. And man. so my wife watched Die Hard for the first time. Oh wow, that's a great movie, Mr. Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah, 
And then she burned through one through five. And I'm like, you know, they, <laughs> they don't get better. <laughs> That's awesome. You get the, uh, all the diehard movies. Have you seen any of the, uh, the new stuff they've done with the, uh, the Mad Max? Have you seen like the, well, you've seen the Mad Max, like you get the, Oh, with Fury Road. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was outstanding. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Yeah, movie was sick. I hope they do a new one. There's been talks that they might do a new one. Um, I don't know if they're going to do one. Yeah, um, there was talks of doing a, a spinoff, a prequel Yeah, uh, with um, Furiosa. Yeah, for sure. I got to ask, on all the work you've done over the last, you know, it's been going back, it looks like, quite a while. What when you do these these projects and whether it's sci-fi or comic book or superhero related, what's kind of the overall thing you like to strive to deliver to the the fans that view all this awesome content? I'm I'm sorry, could you, could you say that one more time? The, the yeah, last so one? that's all good. Uh, so when you do all the work that you do and all the visual effects, what's kind of the overall message in your in your work in general that you like to strive to the fans that watch all the Star Wars and superhero and all the awesome stuff that you work on? I guess if I could say anything, it would be that I try to work on things that I'm a fan of and I try to do the things within my control anyway that I would want to see as a fan. I mean, that's why I make it. You know, that's why we make model kits. That's why we collect is I want to see I want to make the things that I would want to see in it. And I hope that that shows in my work. Okay. You know, for example, um, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, if you look at the the TIE fighter wreckage, I opened up the 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 uh, you know the Star Wars cross section book and I was like okay I need the the cooling the cooling pipes you know inside I need the you know everything needs to be correct right and and I, I take pride in my work and in, in trying to push something that as a fan I would be excited to see in the theater so it does kind of bum me out sometimes when you you, know, you read things online that people say. Oh, you know, these people, they, they aren't even fans. They don't know what they're doing. They should get real fans to work on this. And it's like, right. you know, I guess that's why they say you should never read the comments. <laughs> and it, it, it always seems so obvious to everyone who doesn't do it. But the thing I try to tell people is, you know, get a group of your best friends together that are all Star Wars fans, for example, and right. just ask each other, what would your idea of the perfect Star Wars movie be the next movie? Like, how would that play out for you? you'll most likely get different answers and you might even like disagree heavily and argue. So it's one of those things where the, the more beloved a property is, the harder it is to follow up with something that fans still love. So the only thing we as artists can do is just pour our love into it and hope it shows. For sure. Wow. That was a great answer, man. I got to ask in wrapping up, is there a website or any links you could give people to, to follow your projects and all the stuff you're doing? Um, sure. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm there at Yoshi Vu Art. That's Y-O-S-H-I-V-U-A-R-T. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Vu Yoshi. And uh, if you want to check out my website, it's artificialempire.com. Although full disclosure, I haven't updated it in some time and probably should. It's all good, man. Well, I really appreciate you joining us on the show, Yoshi. It was a real pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Talking to you. It was a pleasure. You have a good day, brother. All right. You too.